Initializing recorder. It is recording. So it's a good deal. Gene, go check. Uh, breaker one nine, go check. Good. That sounds good. How do I sound? Maddie, go. Uh, go for. Go check. <laughs> go check. Go. Looks nice. Let me turn Gene down a little bit. He's a little loud. Gene, go again. Uh, breaker one nine, go check. Uh, that's good. All right, let's see. Um, this is episode thirty. Surprisingly, I think we got an episode, we got an episode twenty nine set aside that we're going to release before this one. But this is going to be a quick record. I'm definitely going to be keeping closer watch on it so I can like make sure it doesn't stop recording. What happened was we we paused. Okay, yeah, it's a computer also. Yeah, but my phone's charged. Everything's good. The recording's recording. Love it. So, let's hop to it. Let's try to get this one in the bin as best we can. You good to go, Gene? Hmm? You good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Alright, Matt, are you good? I'm fine. In three, two, one. Welcome to the Chainsaw Bar. I'm your host, Mike. I am joining tonight with Madeline and Gina. Excellent. Tonight's episode is about movies we've seen. That's pretty much it. The end, be all. We're cutting it at that. We're not getting any fancy, fancy or nothing like that. This is just one where we sit about and talk about movies. So let's get to it. But first, let's get our minds popping with the, the three quick questions quick. Who wants up first? Gene, you want first to go? Yeah, I'll go first. I don't care. All right. Arnold or Carl Weathers in a three-round boxing match, Predator era, who wins? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Maddie, same question. I mean... 100%. Paulo Creed, bitches. All right. I'm going with... I actually am thinking, like... Well, that's a hard one. For it me. is hard. <laughs> that one popped in my head, and I seen it. I seen the the bro arm thing, but I'm thinking Arnold might actually punch him out if he gets a good punch in. Otherwise, Carl's gonna knock him out. So I'm going to Arnold also. Quick question number two, starting with Maddie. Trapped on a desert island, what do you miss most theoretically? On a desert island. Deserted island. What okay. do you miss Deserted most? Deserted Island, what do I miss most? Mm. That's a hard one. Theoretically, I'm going to have to go with, you know... Wait, am I alone? No, it's... Yeah, you're deserted. Ah. Well, probably my family. There you go. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Hey, I believe that's true with everybody. You know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh. It's like, God dang. 
next door. Yeah, at this stage of my life, my question answer is, I'll probably miss ice the most. Mm. Ice. I like ice. Everything. Sodas, drinks, ice water, ice beer. I'm, I'll probably miss ice the most on a deserted island. Unless it's, you know, an island in the Arctic, in which case you're not going to miss ice at all. You're going to resent yeah. it. Yeah, that's, this is true. All right, Jim, what do you think? Trapped on a deserted island. What do you think you're going to miss most? Uh, like I said, that, that, is, a, that is a freaking hard one. I'm going to say... Uh, Damn. I was going to say everything, but I, I need... I'm not... I'm got to pick one there, thing. No, there's some things you won't miss, and we've learned this during the pandemic, that there's some things we don't miss That's true. when we have to skip out on society. Oh, one thing that I wouldn't... that I wouldn't miss, or that I would miss. That you would miss. Would miss. Okay. Uh, like I would, I would have, I would have to say, uh, fast food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was hard I mean, pressed to say booze, but but I remember my family come first, so damn. second to that. Second to that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you already stole and probably coffee. There you go. Yeah, it's not like a first answer is right answer. You can copy the same answers if you that you think it's that. All right. So third question. It's a tricky one. It's a real hard one. Mm-hmm. This one hit me. I was trying to think of the third question. And, like, I'm going to steal it because I'm, I haven't started yet. The question is, best advice to survive a horror movie? And it's one fact you got to share and go. I would say, don't have sex in a horror movie. That's pretty standard. Pretty standard. Pretty standard issue. Pretty standard issue. All right. Jane, your turn. Don't go camping. Don't go camping. Good answer. Maddie, you're up. Don't wear high heels. Good <laughs> advice. No, that's a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's always that one movie where somebody's running in heels and it's just a shit show. Fail. It's like, take, take them off, sis. Yeah. I can oh. run in heels too. And I mean, I, you don't have anything to prove in this scenario. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jurassic Park with the chick that was in the high heels the whole time. Yeah. That's horrible. I was like, I was like damn, what are them some Reebok high heels? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I have some comfortable shoes with heels. It's just a matter of getting away. Yeah, it's no way. There's no way I could run on heels. Well, I mean, I know I can. I have children. The guy's walking most of the time. Hmm. It's yeah. true. Yeah, right. always... like, how in the hell did you catch up with the... How did you even catch up with the person? Because she's running in heels. Because her like, <laughs> heel is just sinking in mud and it's like slowing her down. Sinking in dirt even. Or, or catching on something. There's, a, You know, and depending on, on the shoes. Yeah. Some of them are easier to maneuver than others. Nike high heels. It's got the springs on the back. That, that sounds hideous. I mean, just don't wear that for fashion's sake. Because if I was a serial killer, I would just I would single you out 
for having bad choices in footwear. You could, I would you, serial mom that. You could you could wear the Reebok high heels with the the air sole where you push it, pump it up. The pumped up kicks. Yeah, you pump up the air sole heel. Yeah, I would also kill you for that if I was the murderer. It's just straight up like you know what. I was gonna let having sex while camping go. <laughs> but those shoes are an abomination. <laughs> yeah, my Reebok pumps, man. I got I gotta have my high heel Reebok pumps. It's fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that, that that's like that's a deal that breaker for me. Didn't even function by God with a damn real uh, with a real damn tennis shoe. <laughs> No, those things are ridiculous. It's like, oh, come on. Yep. All right. Gene, what have you watched this week? Or two. You've been, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a minute. We uh, lost you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna cast me. I doubt it because uh, it's a podcast and I try not to cast my, my uh, fellow people unless I can. I don't make those kind of... Yeah, that's I, I watched Cigarette Burns again. <laughs> Son of a. Mm. All right. I know Son it. Of a, uh, he told <laughs> himself because he's. Cause me. Yeah. Cause he's Dude, I love the movie. I, I, it's a masterpiece, and I was trying to come up with a. a we're going to have to do a short film, just a freaking short film of something we all put. Uh, you, Maddie, put our heads together and come up with it. Just buy a damn ridiculous uh, old damn camera and just get maybe some of our friends together and make it just a crazy, uh, maybe a stupid zombie movie or something. Yeah, the, the movie theater would be fun. Making a movie would be fun. It's like, I mean, it's, it's the on the back burner. Film. I ain't talking about no damn hour long film. I'm talking about seven minutes max. Oh. Ultra short. You can yeah, know a good. The, yeah, dude, they're they're great. If you ever watch some of the shorter films and stuff like that, they're funny. They're great. Some of my favorite books are short stories, so it's entirely possible. <laughs> I can see that. But when you said that, I thought of that movie. Hmm. Put some... our heads together. What was the one with um Bruce Campbell, the man with the screaming brain? That wasn't very short, but yeah. No, but he said, put your heads together, and immediately my brain went, Mm. Bruce Campbell, and that wherever he was in the film, and he comes up, the the guy runs after him, and he steals his moped. Bring me back my Vespa, you ugly American. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. All right, so Gene sees the Red Burns again. Mm. Great films, but... Nah, we're gonna have to, we'll pick his brain in a minute. Maddie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to damn quit watching that movie. Like, like I said, it's, it's, it's a short, good. it's a short movie. But I mean, it's by far not like 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 I said. What I'm uh, talking about making a short film, just get straight to the point and make it funny and shit. Be like, damn, that was pretty crazy. I can see that, but. We're talking about horror movies, Gene. Not making horror movies. In well, the future, I mean, we may it, be talking about horror movie making, but right when now, it happens, it's gonna happen, y'all. It is. We're gonna. We're gonna Jersey Shore Dracula shit. We're gonna just. We're gonna do the Sackman. We're gonna do some dumb weird Cherokee legends. 
These are things that will probably eventually happen. These things will... If not only in dreams. I mean, at least, uh, you know, we're able to write it down and, like, voice act it in a... In a podcast kind of situation. That would be fun. We did a radio broadcast of the movie, Gene. We haven't done that. Yeah, World world style. Old school radio broadcast. We could do that. Then we wouldn't have to worry about like dressing up or costumes or sets or none of that. We just have to have somebody... No, I meant Orson Welles. You know what? I wish that so many of these dudes didn't have the words well somewhere in their name. Yep. But, yeah, we could do a radio horror movie, which would be kind of fun. If we, we'd have to write a script, and then we had to figure out who's going to portray each part, then we had to sit around and act it out. And then we had to have that special effects person, like to have on the damn uh, Prairie Home Companion, that guy. And that'd be pretty great. But, alright. So, let's sit back for a minute and reflect on what we've seen, and we'll go into it. We doing Frankenhooker? We can talk Frankenhooker. Because you were pretty adamant about how entertaining it was and how it was a real good angle point of feminist horror movie. Well, I mean, I it, this is my interpretation of trauma films. I think that trauma films, you know, being trash and being trashy, people, you know, people look down at lowbrow stuff like that and think it's automatically <coughs> offensive. But if you actually like stop and pay attention to the films, they are always rooting for the underdog. They're always like championing like the underdog. They're always like championing like Ken Hooker is a movie about a crazy guy and think, his insecure girl. Yeah. So no. uh, we lost the recording. No, we didn't lose the recording. I paused it. I saved it. I noticed that stop doing its recording, so maybe we should force like our hand to go invest in a new computer, but whatever. We're recording <laughs> again, and we are now here, so okay. whatever. Okay, so what was I saying that uh, I think that uh, trauma films are actually Very... really progressive in their way? <laughs> yes. And whether that is, like Jean was saying during our little hiatus there for a second, um, the Toxic Avenger which really has a lot of strong environmental issues as well as you know issues like that any monster movie brings up of you know that person being other being the outsider being like hideous being the person that's trying to change the world sometimes and sometimes that too so much not so much in toxic adventure world well no no maybe yeah that one maybe but not in the beginning but not so much in many trauma films but the idea is there yeah, well, I mean, I, I think it is there in, in the trauma films. That's just how I feel about it. I mean, you think about something like the killer condom and the main main uh, hero is just this very out gay guy. And I know trauma just produced that, and in, you know, for the United States, and it's a German film, but still, it's still there. But Frankenhooker... Been around since the eighties, you know. You really, it's like it's it's trauma, so it's trashy and it's tacky, and but it's like at the heart of it, there's this guy who's kind of a psycho, kind of a weirdo. Uh, reminds you of the uh, the guy from uh, Reanimator. Yes. And um, his girlfriend gets killed in a freak accident. 
that he's kind of his responsible for. And also, like, his girlfriend is, is set up that she's overweight, that she's insecure, that uh, he offered to staple her stomach for her, even though he doesn't really have a medical degree, and things like this. And so that there's, like, kind of a setup that maybe he wasn't the world's best boyfriend on many levels. Um, and then he wants to put her back together out of hooker parts because he can make her the perfect woman, which is what he thinks she would want. Now, ladies out in the listening audience, show of hands, would you want to be put together posthumously and brought back to life, reanimated out of hooker parts that your boyfriend or significant other chose? Because I'm going to say, oh, hell no. (laughs) If you you don't like my parts the way they were, then sure. Get on the the road. Go ahead and bury me. You know, cremate me, preferably. But, okay. But, yeah, so it has... Frankenhooker has a lot of, um... A lot of, like, pro... Like, very progressive ideas about sex workers. And, um... You know, it's very, like, uh... Progressive for the time about that, especially. Because now we talk about this a lot. But back then, we didn't talk about, you know, how pimps were, you know, keeping women in the trade by getting them hooked on drugs and stuff like that. This, we didn't have this kind of uh, discussions that we have now. And maybe it's films like fucking Frankenhooker that started these conversations. Why not? But they are talking about it in the film, like sex workers' rights so that they can be safe. So that, you know, they're going to, it's a job that it's the oldest profession, you know? It's the oldest profession. And when women take care of each other, that's one thing. But when men go in, or, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't any madams out there who aren't abusive to their girls. But um, but generally, when, you know, somebody else is taking a cut and it becomes like this capitalist bullshit instead of women protecting each other, which is what it traditionally was, then it gets uh, really dangerous and ugly and trafficky and stuff like that. So Frank and Hooker, Hooker actually, you know, in its comedic way, brings up these really serious issues and it's not making light of them. No, it's just, not. it's portraying it in a way that you hardly even realize you're seeing mm-hmm. that your, your mind's being open. But I think my favorite thing about it was, was um, the character Jeffrey. His mom was played by Louise Lasser who was the mom of um, the Blue Raja in Mystery Men. And she basically, in Mystery Men, (laughs) basically reprised the role because they're both named Jeffrey. Jeffrey, what are you doing in your robe? You know, she she totally did that on purpose in Mystery Men. If you ever watched Mystery Men and you haven't watched Frankenhooker, you missed the joke of what she's doing. Yeah. Because so what are you doing in there, Jeffrey? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. With your brain in a fucking yeah. fishbowl. Yeah, but they, there's so many little Easter eggs in Frankenhooker. Like the um, the weatherman on TV was played by the old horror host, Zachary. Oh, yeah. That's just right. Stuff like that. Yeah, just just little fun things. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a great trauma film. It's early it's, '80s trauma, so you get to see the raw New York, yes, which is no longer there. But it was the raw New York of the 1980s that people 
think of when you think of like the dirty New York City. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. And they recorded it for like essentially probably like outside of Taxi Driver. It's probably the best recording in New York City from that era. Are you talking to me? Exactly. Are you talking to me? And nobody else. I think you're talking to me. You got any money? (laughs) You want a party? Yes. That's yeah. some great stuff, man. I tell you what, but uh, yeah, I, tell you, I tell you one that's freaking horrible. I, and this is the human centipede. I think they made uh, three of them. I think they did uh, easily, yeah. That mad scientist. That freaking disgusting. That's too gross. It is pretty too <laughs> gross. It's a very mad scientist gone hostile. Freaking song, now, just hostile, madness. I like yeah. Hostel. It's that, it's that genre. The series, it was, I about got a tattoo of that dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, the, it was that era of damn movie being released in that time, so they were all trying to outdo each other and make it the most extremish kind of crazy shit that you'd go watch. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, torture porn. Yeah. Gross. Not my favorite, remotely, but it's it's a thing. It's still being done. It's still just gross as was then. Yeah, but that was I mean, exceptionally damn. gross. Yeah, that one was exceptionally gross. Because you know what? Like you were just watching Crooks too. Yeah. You don't go ask them out. Oh, uh, yeah. Try not to go ask them out, people, if you can help it. It's gross. <laughs> Like I said, uh, if you search for it, you will find it. And you're not going to get what you thought you was going to get because it's. I, I'm not going to go into what it's about, but uh, if you got a weak stomach, disgusting. Yeah. You're going to totally. lose your pizza. Yeah. Also, if you have a weak stomach, you can pretty much avoid trauma films. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah, it is. Yeah, but, it's, but, it, but it's got it. Yeah, Early it's Peter got, Jackson films, horror films. This is this is the way to desensitize yourself with horror films is watch how it was made and then. Uh, but I don't like doing that because it basically ruins the damn movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it ruins the initial watching the first time, so. You're you haven't got the shock and awe and the shock and disgust of like watching it the first time walking into it out of the theater off the street. Is what. But that honestly, if you can't figure out by the title "Human Centipede" what it's about, it could be like you could be looking at it as like a 1950s like a uh, centipede monster movie, monster. like The Fly, right? Or, or them like that. because yeah, like them or something where the man transforms himself to Rocking a giant centipede. Not quite the same thing, people. Not quite the same thing. No. Not, no Jeff Goldblum good times here. This is just like <laughs> bad. Bad times. <laughs> yep. So that that's a good description there, Gene. That's a damn definite discussion about the human centipede. Ick. Ick, ick. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like I said, if you're listening to this damn podcast, mm-hmm. Uh, you might as well. Uh, I mean, you're not listening. We're not talking about General Hospital or Days of Our Lives. We're talking about real horror films here. 
We're talking about things that's going to repulse you. <laughs> that's true. You might as well just start pronouncing the L in salmon. Salmon. Salmonella. <laughs> just, just Salmonella. You might as well. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. It's like you're going to be calling it quinoa and just being sad with your life after like certain <laughs> points and some things. But that's not where we're going now. Thanks, Gene. You definitely contributed <laughs> an angle. Yeah, the rabbit hole is a little bit opener and a lot more trickier to fall, in, less tricky to fall into now. I don't remember what we ended up actually saving of the last. Um, we lost pretty much all the discussion. All about the discussion about horror movies. Then we just got onto something about like birds, birds and wildlife. Okay, yeah. good. So we didn't talk about thirst. We did not talk about thirst. We didn't talk about Grizzly Two, Lowriders right. versus zombies from outer space. VFW, Psycho Goreman, or The Devil's Backbone. None of these were touched, None, but these were nothing. on the list. Talk about and there's and we've added more to that list since then. Like we're so behind, y'all. So let's talk about Grizzly Two. And in case this is, I got marked the time, Grizzly Two at twenty four minutes and forty four. Boom boom. In case we lose, and I have to go Grizzly back. Grizzly Two it. Revenge. Originally filmed in nineteen eighty three. Eighty three. Not released original, not ever released theatrically, or like completed until twenty twenty actually. Twenty twenty. No, twenty twenty one. Okay, it yeah, it just year. got released, and it was filmed in Hungary in nineteen eighty three. And it's got an all star cast of amazingness, amazingness for a couple minutes at least. Yes, <clears throat> damn. For the first time. That's a. Yeah. Three minutes of the film. That sounds like our. That sounds like the uh, horror film that we're being trying to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only this had Laura Dern and uh, George Clooney and, and Charlie Sheen for like the first scene in the movie. Yep. And then it had a uh, Lars. And their top build. Lars. Phil Lars, the Indy's a Turkish friend. In the Indian, John Reese Davis. Davis as him, he's he gets actually gets through the entire film, and you get to watch him just perform and just hold on for dear life to just be a still solid actor and to and to pull off his try bits. to pretend being Native American. Oh yeah, from <laughs> somewhere in French Canada, um, yes, or or pretend to be. Per- Thinking that he is Native American, as they, they hint at it in the film. Because he's really, like, from Wales. <laughs> so, yeah. He's not American or French. <laughs> or, or Native American. Or Canadian. He's from Wales. Or, yeah. Nor is he anything that he was playing. Where was he supposed to be from in Indiana Jones? Oh, he was like supposed to be from the Middle, Middle East, East, I think. Yeah, like Turkey or something. It was, it was implied. Yeah, like, they were in the desert. <laughs> they were in Egypt, so, like, he had the yeah. little... Little damn uh, little fez, yeah. So he definitely that is a diverse actor. Like I've loved him and everything oh, yeah. he's done. Sure. No, sure. no doubt on this film either. It's not nearly the same film as Grizzly One, if you've ever seen that, which you probably should have. But I have not. That was from nineteen seventies. Yeah, the original Grizzly was very good, and it was very much about a real grizzly and not a rock concert set up in Yellowstone Park. In Yellowstone Park, which was in Romania, apparently. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's just so fun. But it does, it has, you know, Deborah Foreman in it, who I love. Um, you know, Valley Girl. 
Uh, <laughs> and the fact that it was actually a real rock concert, they actually it, put the whole really thing together. They really did. Those were real bands. Toto Coelho was in it. And it really bothers me. It, like, when I realized who it was, and they were singing some, like, coconut song, and I thought, why the fuck aren't they singing I Eat Cannibals? This is a horror movie. This is your chance to sing the one hit song you had in the United States. Kind of a hit song. <laughs> on the new wave charts, I guess. I Eat Cannibals. You should do I go back and put I E Cannibals as the intro to this show, by the way. Mm. Um we can do that, right? You can edit that in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> maybe that may be the title, I E Cannibals. <laughs> I mean seriously. And then there we go. The uh, the other amazing actor in Grizzly Two Revenge. <laughs> oh yes. Here we was go. Was Louise Fletcher. Who plays the, ah, yes. like, kind of the, the lady in charge. I, I, she can't be the mayor of Yellowstone, but she reminds you of the mayor from Jaws. Anyway, yeah. she's in charge of the concert. She's like, no, this grizzly attacking all these kids is not going to stop this rock concert from happening. So this is like pre-Burning Man, Burning Man kind of, you know, Coachella scene uh, concert out in fucking Yellowstone Park. There's grizzly attacks. She's not going to shut down the concert because... It's going to be great. The black bears are attacking people at Bonnaroo <laughs> people, but we're going to stop this concert. We're not stopping this concert. But who, like, who Fish is, is going to be playing the third stage <laughs> on Sunday. We've got right. to get this happening. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, but Louise Fletcher, if the name doesn't ring a bell, uh, played Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yay! She was that exceptionally scary character whose name I don't remember in Invaders from Mars, the movie that scarred me for life when I watched it in second grade. Oh, yeah. Louise Fletcher, ladies and gentlemen. She's she's awesome. She's awesome. She celebrated her, like, 89th birthday this year, so uh, happy birthday, I believe. Happy birthday. I may have the year, the year wrong, but she's still out there. She's just out there, retired, relaxed, hopefully. Later. Hopefully not, like, in some One Flew of the Cuckoo's thing. Hopefully she's actually in a nice place. Mm. Because she's been an amazing villainess. Love it. Just oh, amazing yeah. villain. Ooh. Make you just want to punch her in the face. She's so just mean. She's just great actor. Great actor. And what about the one of uh, Misery? Now she... Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates nailed that part, though. Kathy Bates is But it's the same genre style. Like, that was that kind of person that... Like, I was like, who the hell is this? Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah, then yeah. then you get your damn fucking ankles Kathy fucking Bates. damn nailed. I mean, and don't forget Kathy <laughs> Bates and her down. other her other Stephen King movie. Um, oh, she's shit. done several. What, uh, what was a really crazy uh, horror film, and nobody mentions this is uh, uh, Flowers in the Attic. I never watched it. Never seen it. That, what was that but about? I'll tell you what. I know that but my best friend from middle weird. school read all the books, and that's probably why I haven't watched it because I feel like I'll have to read all the books. But maybe I, I could just skip ahead and watch would, the movie. I, I, that one right there will. You're like, you're, uh, God, what the hell? I have an idea of what it's about because those were like some of my best friends. Best friend's favorite books. And for our listeners, um, Gene, go into detail. What do you remember about the flowers in the attic? That it was just freaking insane because the all right, uh, uh, a woman remarried. She had her kids, and uh, and 
basically she was trying to poison her kids. I don't really want to go in details though, because you really want to watch this movie, not me sitting rambling on shit about about it. It's a classic damn movie that'll make you like after you watch it, you're like, you ever feel like you've been in a fog? Ah, uh, yeah. You. You're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Noise. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. That sounds like an M. Night Shyamalan film. But, there you yeah, go. It's, it's, it's fucked up. Like I said, if you're listening to this damn podcast, you're fucked up anyway. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well. I mean, I mean... Uh, it's what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that. I mean, I'm, we're not like trying to sugarcoat shit, you yeah, know? Exactly. exactly. Jinx, stoke. I mean, damn, if you listen to this damn thing, I'll tell you what, my God. You've had problems in your life past. Uh, and you're about to have more problems because you're going to be watching Flowers in the Attic, Grizzly 2, and damn Human Centipede, apparently. And it's, that's a downward spiral. I don't even or want to Or Frank and Hooker. Or Frank you and Hooker. That, forego the Human Centipede. Yeah, if you want to just have an uplifting kind of experience a little bit, go watch Frank and Hooker. Jeez. Yeah, that's way better. That oh, one's yeah, got to be picked I, up. I definitely got to see that now. You know, like if you grew up with video stores that you walked by Frank and Hooker so many times and looked at the cover and thought, I really this should watch sucks. this. I really should watch this because it's called Frank and Hooker and yes. it has a Frank and Hooker on the cover. Come on. But yeah. like, then there's a copy of Reanimator. Oh, Reanimator, cool. All right. Yeah, just some things had really cool covers. That made you were mind. like, ah. We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to make a podcast of that because that's a, that's a real thing. Because when uh, when I was going through, uh, I'd be going to the Easy Stop, and I was like, I'm gonna uh, watch a horror film, and I, and I looked at the cover. The cover is the first thing sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pinhead fucking looking and at the box. Black Friday the Thirteenth with the damn hockey mask on it with the yeah yeah like Freddy Krueger looking like it. The critter sitting there grinning away. All that. Oh, remember Creators? God yeah. dang. Yeah, those are fun. That was like what you sold the film. I was like, all right, that doesn't look too scary. But then it's like, all right, that's pretty scary. But it's not like ridiculous, like bad scary, but it's like sci-fi scary. No, and for me, fun. it was like what looks like absolute B-horror trash. <laughs> mm. Like, does this look like it's going to be, it's going to make me laugh? <laughs> yes, but, but what in the hell? What in the hell was damn weird? We when you're like damn uh, twelve years old or something like that, it's a lot different. Like remember Slumber Party Massacre? Today, mm-hmm. if I seen that, uh, if I seen that cover on on that, I'd be like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm not watching this. Yes. What a damn drill on a fucking guitar. <laughs> yeah it's like and there's some of us out there like okay that might be my movie for my life that might be my next tattoo yeah and it's like also slumber party implies something it implies you're gonna see girls in their under things oh yeah you're gonna see some little naughty bits that's what you're gonna see you're gonna you might be able I think to that's watch the appeal cheeky. for other twelve-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other appeal for like most twelve-year-old boys. Like, hey, Pubescent boys in general. 
Yeah, I mean, like, hell, I mean, you wouldn't watch that shit now. I mean, like I said, you go the cover means every damn thing. I don't even like music that you listen to, stuff like that. Something, yeah, that's. Uh, no, that's, I still like trashy music. I still like trashy and music, trashy but music. like, like they definitely the people I can that be are making sophisticated too. Though. People that make trashy music definitely want their albums to look a little trashy. So at least you'll recognize it's like, oh, this might be trashy. This might be good. This may be my jam. I don't know. It's called bad music for bad people. That might. What be are good. they trying to? What are they trying to say there? Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hell, like I said, the some of the best album covers, like records and stuff like that. Uh, probably one of my favorite was a uh, damn. I can't even freaking think about. It. Nirvana had a good one. The kid in the pool. No, uh, what is it? In utero? Uh, Incesticides. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I don't even remember. Because he's done his own art. I don't think I would put that on my top album covers. No, not even, not even like top 100 probably. No. But, no, the musical's okay. What in the hell's another damn good one? Um... In Utro was a pretty great cover. The whole mannequin, the whole like... I was going to say Nevermind was a pretty good cover with the, the naked baby chasing the dollar bill. <laughs> that was pretty epic. That, on the is, hook. Funny. that mm-hmm. is great. That is and he had a hook on it. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was hooking the baby. It was the very like... Imagine hooking that baby. Real little baby. <laughs> we are selling out. <laughs> I, I remember just growing up in the Pacific Northwest, like right after, a little bit after that album came out, and then it got... It was out in the in the works that Mud Honey were gonna were gonna sign up to some big label too, and then the big Seattle like free uh, music paper, The Rocket, had a had a cover with Mud Honey. The entire band are swimming in a pool, chasing a briefcase on a hook. <laughs> Dollar bills falling I out. I heard that album, Mud Honey. I don't even. I was just a, a freaking alternative punk band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were just a Pacific Northwest that. band. We didn't even call grunge grunge back then. It was just like this is a Northwest band. It was like mm-hmm. local music. So like growing up in Portland, it was it was just local. Freaking we, somebody Sam else Garth came up with grunge. Pearl Jam. What hell? We can keep going on this shit. No, we I could cannot. probably keep going a lot. We'll, we'll just stop right there. I, I'm killing it. All right, enough of the grunge. We're not going to grunge. Was, we'll I, save I that for our like, music episode. I don't like. A lot of music from that time and era and place, but there were some more obscure bands that never did make it, like Cracker Bash and Luda. But what in the hell was so cool about grunge music to me is like, I was like, damn, hell, they dress like a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, they're just like us. Just no, yeah. that that's basically yeah, like how it it kind of sucked being there at the time actually when all the kids that made fun of you the year before all of a sudden were like dressing like you and not apologizing about it not apologizing for like you know spitting in your hair last year and making fun of your band t-shirt and then all of a sudden they're like oh we are just gonna take that and I was like well fuck you well, fuck you, too. I was like, like, damn. I told you I was cool with you. They rednecks, hillbillies, and grungers look the same. That was the greatest part of the 90s. It was like... (laughs) This is comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Seriously. I mean, damn, everybody... I mean, 
uh, it's like the hell we wore all the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A different band t-shirts. I mean, oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. about it. It was like, yeah, I got made fun of for, I will never forget the seventh grade. Seventh grade, so, uh, yeah. what, what would that be? I was 13, so like 1992. Mm. 1992, wearing my Red Hot Chili Peppers t-shirt yeah. to seventh grade, and this is the year before Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out. So, yeah. Or, or hit big, at any rate, got any airplay. But I was walking down the hall at school. Oh, you've got a red hot chili recipe? I'm like, that isn't even funny. Just, if <laughs> you don't know the band, you don't have to make fun of a band you haven't heard of. That doesn't make you cool. <laughs> it doesn't make oh, you cool to make fun of a band because you haven't heard of them. Because you think their name is funny. One, this one was a weird one. Um, uh, uh, somebody's wearing a Tupac t-shirt and it's mm-hmm. like who's that two-pack yeah <laughs> two-pack yes yeah. absolutely remember sliver the nirvana t-shirt yeah. what is that silver yeah the best thing about that i remember was seeing them like going into the, like our our actual record store here in silver that's still around back in the 90s <laughs> And they had a poster that I wish I would have a copy of or bought back then. And you can get it somewhere. But, like, it was the best poster that kind of describes pretty much how I feel about pretty much a lot of things now. And it was by Primus. And you can look it up. It's out there. But it's pretty much a picture of Primus. Like, all three members standing there dressed in, as penguins on an iceberg. And it says Primus. And then, in, like, the bottom part of the poster says, If you didn't like us that before, you probably still won't. That's pretty much my been. That's pretty much my mantra of life. It's like you don't like me, you probably still won't. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much how grunge is. That's how the attitude of but grunginess was, was. It's just like right. Yeah, I never go. considered myself into grunge per se, but I. It was like it was just that was the Pacific Northwest sound, and there were some bands that I liked and some that I didn't. Most of the ones I liked never made it. Um, and you'll never hear of Mood Paint. You know, you'll never hear of them. But, you know, that it happened. But I was definitely like the uh, the weird kid who listened to alternative music when you'd still get your ass kicked for it, that's for sure. Before it was called alternative music. Oh, yeah. Before <laughs> back, back when it was still, back when it was still just new wave and punk. But the damn thing of this, I always thought outside the box. I, uh, I, I love bluegrass music. I love old country music. But but I like Marilyn Manson until he got weird. <laughs> Wait, at what point did he get weird? <laughs> really? What point did he change from being know, weird? You lost me there. Yeah, I'm sure well, he's always been weird. It's, it's, it's a joke. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> when he got, when he it, he, it went to shock rock to glamour rock. But, it, well, but it's, it's, it's tied into horror films and stuff like that mm-hmm. because, uh, like Rob Zombie, I mean. Uh, He's obsessed with horror films. Yeah. He doesn't and, do some things well, but he does other things great. And stuff like that. I remember one time I was like a real big, uh, uh, white zombie fan, and this 
one dude had a damn shirt that it was uh, white zombie, and I was like, I believe I don't like that band no more. Because <laughs> you didn't like the dude. Because you didn't like the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That happens. Yeah, it's like like it feels like a sellout, but yeah. But you know, if you have a bad association with fucking wild zombie t-shirt I'm like screw that man I'm gonna have to find another band <laughs> that's that, right uh, this goes back to something and I'm not even gonna mention who told me the story because I remember but it's somebody I don't like but the story is interesting anyway this is um like 20 years ago somebody said you know I was at the mall and there were all these like punk kids at the mall in their Green Day t-shirt and stuff. And uh, I was like, you know what? Maybe the kids are all right. And then I'm walking outside to my car and I see the punk kid like out front with the, the other punk kids looking all punk and their, you know, band t-shirts and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, the kids are all right. And then the car pulls up and it's like a brand new fucking Beamer and they hop in the car. Hi, mom. He's like, and then at that point, it was just like, it was like a gut punch, you know, for the kids who like, punk rock was somewhere I turned because I grew up poor. But, you know, I, in fairness, this guy was a douchebag. <laughs> and, um, and I think, you know, for just because somebody comes from a background that you consider privileged doesn't mean that they don't have their own, you know, their own trials. Oh, yeah. That they're going through, you know, it could what be clear the from the Breakfast Club. What was the funniest shit, freaking ever? Uh, we're supposed to make a, a poem. I was in eighth grade, and it's like, uh, who can come up with the best poem? And uh, this guy was genius. He, uh, what he done was, uh, um, when you uh, mentioned. Uh, uh, punk bands and stuff like that. What he did, hell, he didn't do his damn homework. But what he did, he just uh, quoted it from a punk band. It was Green Day, and he won. Uh, oh, that's plagiarism. That's not quoting. That's plagiarism. That <laughs> yeah, I was like, but the teachers didn't genius. know music? Apparently I said, Dad, you're genius. Hell, hell, our teachers didn't know that. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's like, God Almighty... You were going to be somebody one of these <laughs> Plagiarist. Good job. Yeah. Funny as shit. All right. Well, I, I, I really want to know now that. what song it was. Yeah. In my mind, I'm going, I don't, what I think Green Day song case. would merit that? <laughs> Sorry. I can't think of anything like that. All right, I think it's Basket Case. Uh, uh, some part of it maybe, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right, my movie review I'm going to talk about is we went, uh, it's been a month or so now. It's been a month. Dun, 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 dun. We watched uh, legendary film director Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone, which actually was pretty fucking fun. I enjoyed it immensely. His first film. His first film. Other than Kronos. It wasn't Kronos. That's not my cup. Oh, yeah, maybe it's my film. But anyway, yeah, we watched The Devil's Backbone. It's in Spanish. It's, it's all subtitle. It's a slow burner. It's a ghost story. And pretty much, if you haven't seen it, 
It, it is kind of tricky to find, I will say that. Like, I just happened to get lucky when we were in orbit, picking up movies the other time we went, and I just happened to look in their incoming pile of things they just bought. It was literally sitting on the counter. Yeah, it was sitting on the pile, and they hadn't even priced, and I was like, hey, there's that movie I'm looking for. <laughs> They're like, you want this? I was like, yes, yes, I do. It's used. I was like, oh, okay, you guys know it works. So I was like, yes, cool. Then I like I got a home that I started wearing. It was like Region B or something. I was like, oh shit, what? This is Region B, and we can't play in our our Blu-ray player. Because this is like my problem with Blu-ray because I don't own one. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive, but they are very nice. You've, you've got that nice TV, so you enjoy the Blu-ray factor. Oh yeah, but the Blu-rays, yeah, they're just they're like good fancier DVDs essentially because they still got the same content you would get with a DVD. All the bonus material that like film buffs like us crave. You just need one of those one of those DVD players you can play European. Region free, yeah. Is it re- region, region free? No, free. Free. Yeah, there's they they sell them at Orbit. It's like 150 bucks right. for a region free DVD Blu-ray player. That isn't bad. It's not bad. It's something we're saving for. I feel like Holliston when I think about it. It's like, man, we're still saving for that Blu-ray player. Three seasons later, <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, we 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 got some money. We're gonna get a Blu-ray player. But back then, the Blu-ray player was about fucking 400 bucks. Did you mention that show on the podcast? I have not. And I guess we could go into now after we talk about. The legendary filmmaker Guillermo del Toro's backbone. Legendary. You can't say his name without saying legendary filmmaker. Yes, you gotta make sure you throw legendary in there because that's what he is. Whew. What a genius. Yes, yes. Gene, have you ever watched Pan's Labyrinth? Nah. I think we established that Gene hasn't watched anything that Guillermo del Toro directed except for maybe Pacific Rim. No, not Pacific Rim. Not even Pacific Rim. Okay. Hmm. Not Hellboy? Hellboy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. that. You didn't like Hellboy? No, I thought that was stupid. Why? Ron Perlman? What? What? Hellboy? Nah, I, I, I turned it off. I said, this sucks. Do you have a problem with the, with the comics? No, God, money. I'm a comic book fanatic. I meant I mean, with the Hellboy comics specifically. No. I, mm, you just, yeah. I'll be honest with you, I don't like that. Yeah. You have to give it a rewatch. It's a fantastic Satan's movie. supposed to be a sinister person, not a good guy. Hellboy's not the Hellboy devil. Hellboy isn't Satan. He's just a demon. He's just a demon. <laughs> He's not well, Satan. I He's thought he not... was Satan. So, oh, okay. Demon, Satan. You have to go back thing. and rewatch it. Well, then, I mean, you're, you're like, you know, diluting theology quite a bit there to say that. But yeah, Satan is Satan. Demons are demons. And now, now, when you're going into demons and stuff like that, Hellraiser is the best. Well, are they Pinhead. even demons? I mean, they're not called as much. Welcome to hell. I remember that one time I w- went and watched it. I, I forget which uh, Hellraiser movie it was. As it is in Waynesville, and the uh, and the only thing I remember was this big blue face with pins in it, and just go, "Welcome to hell." <laughs> it's like I was scared out of my seat. Yeah, but I mean, even even <laughs> still, at that, I mean, those are Cenobites. They're not exactly biblical demons. Yeah, they're not even really. 
They're like space demons. They're kind of yeah. They're kind of like they're like ex- dimensional. Yeah, they're like dimensional humans that have been converted. They're, yeah, that shit freaked me. That shit freaked me the hell out. But the damn thing it is, I watched it and I, uh, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I remember uh, I was in kindergarten and I had a and I'd buy them Fangoria books at Dreamland Flea mm-hmm. Market in Nashville. Yes. And uh, and. They, they had a reverse on it, and on the other side, it was Robocop, but it was the guy that was getting dipped in acid. <laughs> we really need to remember that guy's name. I looked it up. I just can't. I, I need to write that name down so we can talk. At least but, we can point him out, because he wasn't Dick Dickerson or whatever the hell his name was. He wasn't the main bad guy. He was just, like, one of the sub-bad guys. But he just got damn acid smashed on him, and then he was like, on the subject of... Hellraiser. I just want to point out the first Hellraiser. It, it doesn't really have much. Wouldn't even end the first. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with him having the Cenobites. It has to do with creepy, rapey Uncle Frank. Creepy, rapey yeah, Uncle. He is like, bring me another body. I gotta be complete. Oh, he yeah. was that. That to me. And, and there's another book I haven't read. I haven't read The Hellbound Heart, Clive Barker. I'm sorry. We just refound that um, book. It's in the bookshelf now. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's over there. Clive yeah, give Barker, it to me. my God. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig it out. Like, my it, God. I like, just found write it. the book, direct the movie. Freaking bow down, y'all. <laughs> Seriously. What was, in the, what was another great Clive Barker? Uh, I love Nightbreed. I just was gonna rewatch that. Was that Clive Barker? That was. Damn, by God, now that was a great thing. Yeah, and I think I think Clive Barker is just awesome. And I also like when I found out he was gay. I was like, why the fuck did I never put that together? That was like that was like the. It's awesome. uh, Stephen like Stephen King, Clive Barker. Mm -hmm. Yep. Damn, that's that's that was your go to. Oh. uh, and John Carpenter. Uh, going to the movies. Yeah, John Carpenter was out there, then definitely. Those are the names you remember. King, mm-hmm. Carpenter, and like Barker. Boom. But the thing is that and Stephen Romero. King didn't direct movies. Romero, yeah, Romero. <laughs> Stephen King didn't direct movies. But his name was on the but his, But it was always on his movies, except for, and we talked about this before, but I think it got deleted maybe, except for The Shining. I think it, it was actually in there. I think okay. they did good. But yeah, the did that shining make it in? Uh, that actually got cut in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in case we you guys did miss it, and I, I'm in thinking out my In case you did miss it, like, that was... one was released as Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, not Stephen King's. And I think Stephen King would agree with that assessment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he hated that movie. God, have you ever read a uh, listen? Stephen King is. He's great. He's a great writer and everything like that, but I could never get through his books. I'd rather, I wait for the movies. I just wait for the movies. He's a, he's a really good storyteller. Yeah, if he was reading the book to me, I would be there all night long. Yeah, if he was just telling me a story. If we had an audio book of him telling the story the way he wanted it mm-hmm. voiced, that should be a thing. Like, Stephen, get on that shit. Mr. King, get audio books and like read them to us in the way you think they should be read. Otherwise, get Sam Jackson on it and have him read it in, in the way that will scare us and threaten us, motherfucker. That was one of my first paperback book. I got I got Cujo, mm-hmm. and 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 I could not get through that damn book. And I said, "Screw this! I'm gonna just 
go uh, rent the rent the damn movie. I was like, yeah, that's the one scary freaking down. <laughs> yeah, my other favorite, uh, gosh, I almost forgot. My other favorite, Clive Barker, fucking Candyman. Oh, Candyman, yeah. That was Clive Barker. That's a damn good one. I love Candyman. I love Nightbreed. And I love both of those films above, sorry, above Hellraiser. You can't stop me. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. There you go. It you is said what it. it is. It's Chainsaw Bar. You say what you say. That's right. Nightbreed. Candyman, then Hellraiser. Because <laughs> they just had more heart, you know? They had more heart to the to the stories. I will rip you apart. Yeah, I mean, Hellraiser was just too, like, Leather Daddy. I mean, there was... <laughs> leather Daddy, yes. Uh, nothing wrong with Leather Daddy. Nothing wrong with uh, that. Ain't nothing no. wrong with that at all. Absolutely not. That's hot. That's um, but bad. look... Nightbreed, it had the, the misunderstood monsters. Yeah. Hiding from the secret bad guy. Good stuff. Who was pretending to be a good guy. Candyman has that beautiful love story. Yep. Great. And the beautiful the Tony Todd. That had the wire bars. Not uh, the wire bears, but the wire bears. The wire bears were actually directed by the same. Uh, Group that did the show Holliston and the the uh, what was that movie we watched Hatchet the Hatchet series the Hatchet series Adam Green Adam Green and, his, his and uh, what's his what's his buddy's name and he turned out to be a fucking real weirdo Adam Green uh, the yeah I, I don't I don't I don't know his name or anything like that like the the lead dude in what. <sighs> Let's, let's reorganize here. What are you thinking? You're thinking something different than what we were talking about. I agree. Not breed, yeah. Hmm. Oh! Maybe it's a different Yes! Breed. Okay, okay wait, on, now. You're probably right now. For no. that ideaism. Nightbreed, the, the guy who was actually the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The vampire. He wasn't a vampire. You're thinking of a different movie. It was just straight up serial killer that was killing people uh, because he wanted to. And then he found some people who were actually like part monster and blamed it on them. But that Nightbreed, the cool thing about that was that that was the fucking David Cronenberg. Oh, that was Cronenberg. Yeah. Now I freaking remember the the dude that had the cool hair. David Cronenberg, who is also, you know, David Cronenberg, <laughs> mm-hmm. the director. He had the MacGyver hair. I mean. Maybe? I don't know about that. I got nothing for this. All right, let's re-wrangle back in. At a point, I was going to write a note about it, but now I totally forgot it. But let's get back to the devil's backbone. So, people, this is a classic Mexican ghost story set in the post- when was it supposed to... You love David Cronenberg. I don't know why you're dodging this. I'm not dodging it, but we can definitely save this for another podcast. Okay. Because Cronenberg deserves it on its own little big segment. <laughs> but anyway, no, we, I was trying to go into The Devil's Backbone, which was an awesome film. Oh. And, like, my movie review was for The Devil's Backbone. The special effects were truly bizarre for when it was released. And probably on the budget, 
But like you're sitting there looking, and it's like, what's going on with that? And then you're thinking, what the hell's that about? But then as you watch the movie, it starts making more sense. It's like, oh, that's actually a cool effect for the characters. I'm not going to spoil too much because you guys need to check it out somehow. Go watch it. It's neat. The story's good. The bad guys get their comeuppance. The good guys get, like, their comeuppance. And it's just like a fucking shit show from hell. But you you gotta go watch it. It's subtitled because it's in Spanish. And just deal with it. Watch the subtitle. Read the subtitles. Enjoy it. Love it. It's a ghost story. Or don't, and you'll still get what's going on. True. I mean, just visually, you can piece the story together. Yeah, you have to watch this one. Then then learn how to speak Spanish, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Like a great filmmaker. I can't even speak English. Uh, You have to watch lots of films that aren't like American English. So you just have to step up and watch this one. You'll dig it. But. Oh, it's just one of those ones you have to sit back and relax and watch. It's really, really kind of fucking heartbreaking. It's good for... Yes, and in that way that Guillermo del Toro makes heartbreaking films. But it's not my favorite of his films. No, it's a definitely good ghost story, though. It's I a good ghost story. Maybe I don't enjoy ghost stories as much as other stories. You didn't like Crimson Peak, so that makes sense. Crimson... I didn't uh, love much. Crimson Peak. It was very scary, but it was mostly, like, you know, itchy. Mm. It was like uncomfortable. Yeah, so there was. <laughs> it, a... Yeah, there was that whole like incesty thing. Was... Dude, God, just like the wasn't that fuck that movie of the Hills uh, Have uh, Eyes, Flowers in the Attic. That was really in incesty. Attic. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's always like a, a really like uh, unpleasant subject that they reach in films. Sometimes I was just. I started watching this Canadian mystery show on Acorn TV. If y'all have Acorn out there, my mom recommended it. It's called Murdoch Mysteries. It's set in like Victorian uh, Toronto. But they had a, a couple episodes about this kind of incesty brother and sister. It, it's just like, it, it really, ew. But that's a good, if you just like a murder mystery that isn't straight up horror, but actually you still get your gore because you got dead bodies and shit getting. You know, through the morgue and stuff. Hey, that's fun. It's cerebral. They got all kinds of fun characters from that that time period, like Nikola Tesla. You know, Harry Houdini. All kinds yes. of. She's been obsessed of... with this TV series for the last three months now. Yeah. It's good stuff. Not like obsessed. I watched one episode. It's like, yeah, that's good. Not I'm not watching anymore, but, but it's like all right. But she likes it. It's pretty fun if you like a good murder mystery. If you like a weird MacGyverism kind of feel to a year old movie, TV show, it's a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of science. Yeah. There's a lot of science happening there, and like, it's just, I mean, it, it, ah. it had a number of seasons. The, the, like, main actor is a little bit too, like, Kendall looking for me, but I bet that's probably a sell for, for some people out there who like that. Don't say that. That's not what I meant. I just mean he's too pretty. Oh. You know? Nice. Like, too, like. Too pretty. To, um, for for me, I like, but his character it suits his character, for real, and that's the important thing. But you know, for some people, I know a lot of people who watch shows because what the main characters look like. There we go. That's a thing for some people. All right, people. This is a one hour and three 
I'm wrapping this up because um, I'm going to try keeping these things organized because we still haven't talked about Lowriders versus Zombies from Outer Space. We haven't talked about VFW nor Psycho Government. So y'all check those films or out. Or Thirst. Or Thirst. Let me put that down there because we did knock off three of the lists and we're adding another one if to it. If we had to talk about a vampire movie today, would it be... And you, you forgot Horror Express on there. We just well. watched that one. Yeah, that, yeah that's why what? I keep you around so you can then put mm-hmm. this notes down. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. should have already watched that, but it's been around since I 70s. just watched, watched Black Sunday, personally. And don't watch Centipede. <laughs> don't watch Centipede. Unless you're into, like, just having bad dreams or weirdness. Try to avoid that one. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you're into No, no, just, just watch all three of them. They might have made a part. Horrible. <laughs> four. Yes. Well, if you like a vampire movie, uh, which I think was also subtitled, wasn't it? It was Icelandic? Thirst? Thirst, okay, yeah. All right, let's Icelandic do... vampire movie. I don't know how old that is, but if you like to see a movie where a whole bunch of dicks get like removed from their bodies. Okay, just stop. No, we'll, we'll talk about the next episode. There's your little spoiler because that movie was awesome. But that movie was yeah. so much fun. Fun movie. All right, let's give you some news because uh, I got this wrote down. It's a week and a half old. It's actually probably two and three weeks old. But just in case, I was skimming Blade Disgusting. Stephen, Re- Stephen King revealed that the movie that was too freaky or scary for him to watch was The Blair Witch Project. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is so lame. He couldn't watch it. It was was too much for Stephen King. So there you go. Really? Like, I was so disappointed by that film, and I went and saw it in theaters. And not only that, the theater in the town that I lived in at the time, shout out Corvallis, Oregon, um, had had a balcony. And hearing that everybody was getting sick from this film... I had this totally Goonies moment where I decided I was going to sit up on the balcony. Totally disappointed. Not only did I not puke all over the lower audience, I was just not scared. I was not freaked out. I was like, this movie just is really slow and boring and the, the shaky camera effects aren't really affecting me. And I have vertigo. No, didn't didn't do anything for me. It was didn't gross. I hated it. Anything. Oh, damn thing of his. I thought I thought it was uh, kind of realistic at that time. Hmm. That's what they wanted you to think. Yeah, that's and what they I wanted know. you to think. I mean, honestly, I sat on the balcony hoping to puke on people. I sat in there thinking this was gonna be good, and it sucked. <laughs> But, but it because, well, it was I. I really did like it, but we never really get to see the damn Blair Witch. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? There isn't exactly that. It just you got yeah. the end scene, which implies that the Blair Witch's vision was being used, and then it's like, like the person standing in the corner. Had no money from the damn start, and they didn't so, even finish the song. Yeah, I, I think yeah. what it was was it was a horror film for people who weren't used to horror movies. <laughs> That's a good description of that. Shit if piece. you if you're used to like something jumping out at you and you having some resolution and some storytelling, you know, then then you would have been like, meh, yeah. what what? Yeah, this uh, is just like any creepy walk through the woods. Well, I can give it graphs on this. You didn't want to go camping after you watched or something. 
No, I went camping right after I watched it. I fucking didn't want to go camping ever because it sucks. <laughs> but, alright. I did. That was by Matt Joseph. Cheers at wegotthiscovered.com. Thanks, Matt. I cheers, appreciate Matt. that. Um, that news from a few weeks ago that like I looked up and dug up. So, cheers. You've been recognized. We think you should keep at it because that was a good article. Dig it up on We Got This Covered. Stephen King's most freaky-ish thing he couldn't watch. He also was watching it when he was, like, in the hospital, so that may be another reason he couldn't finish it. Oh, yeah. But, apparently on August, on October 1st, Adam's Family, the animated reboot TV movie thing, is being being released. They have a bunch of damn promos that they are not happy to see you, but Adam's Family 2, the cartoon big screen movie, is being released on October 1st. So, there you go. It's going to be in the style of the original Chaz Adams. Yes. Yes. Illustrations. Chaz Adams illustrations. That's the style of the movie. If you watched the first one and you liked it, they got a second one come out. I hope you dig it. I haven't seen it. I just can't commit to it. (laughs) It's just, I don't like the art on it. But then again, I wasn't really big. I kind of liked his art. I was just kind of like, eh, meh. There it goes. Back Back to the art. See? Yeah. And um, you guys should have already heard this, and it kind of sucks. But Lovecraft Country did not get re-upped for season two from Deadline Report, Deadline.com. They reported this. This is old. This is new news three weeks ago, but now it's old news now. Because, like, Love Country, nope. Lovecraft Country doesn't get second season. Sad. Right. But they had this whole big thing. There's, you go online now, there's like this whole idea he was going with where the United States was split up in like four or five different regions. Like the Indians, like Native Americans, we had our own little damn area out west from the like middle upper west and we had pretty much everywhere west of the Mississippi. There was a white belt that was just the white people's belt. Then there was the new Negro South. And then there was the weird north. So who's who's brainchild was this idea? Was it like the the, the director of the second se- the first season? He is like if I'm like I finish what I'm gonna do with this, but if I'm gonna go back, it looked like it may be a time jump alternate universe, mm-hmm. and that was the theme. The damn idea was that they'd be exploring a new entire kind of United States and going from stories from there. But HBO balled out, so they ain't gonna do it. And then Lovecraft Country proceeds to get like 18 Emmy Award nominations for like everybody that was in it. So somebody's going to probably try picking that up because like, you know what? Emmy Award winning or Emmy nominated kind of TV shows, people love them. And really it's like 18 nominations? That's outrageous for a TV show. So. Yeah. Well, like twice. Um, man, I, I'll tell you what, man. That was great. In the Creep Show. I don't know, but I don't know if they got Emmy nominated as much. Though they were great, but they don't think they got the awards nominations as much. Yeah, I mean, and well, they suck, but because I'm telling you what, man, freaking <laughs> uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt, man, that was the shit. That was the shit. That was, huh? Yeah. I don't give Twilight a fuck what anybody says. That's probably the best thing I thought. And, uh, 
fucking shit they were. And I, I got to bring your move back tomorrow. Uh, Night Gallery, that was yes. fucking awesome. Night Gallery, that One is, Step Beyond. One Step Beyond's great. Night yeah, Gallery is uh, great. There, there was a, there was a few more. There was a few more of the people fucking forgot. You know, like the Twilight Zone. Nobody forgets about the Twilight Zone. This has that's nothing probably to do the with best, that. The fucking best. And uh, the uh, like, what you're saying, Gene, is like those films, those uh, TV shows were amazing. And they got their runs. They got more than one season, definitely. But, like, they weren't as Emmy-nominated as much. And, it, and it's a different kind of thing, like, because they, they were, you know, vignettes. And whereas Lovecraft Country is telling, like, a continued story. At least, I don't know what, I'm assuming it was Misha Green who yeah. who wrote the, the second season that didn't get... Re-upped. Yeah, it was his his idea. His idea was to like take Matt Ruff's work and just kind of run with it in some weird, yeah, you know, alternative future past. And that sounds really fun. I would watch that shit anyway. I'd still watch I would, it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, it, I watched. Like, I'm picking that season. I'm picking up Lovecraft Country when it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD. And I'm picking that season just for my collection because that was a fantastic mm-hmm. television series. It was, dude. I, it I'm was gonna really tell good. you this: the worst damn anthology, the worst damn running season, <laughs> and the most uh, most horrible film that I ever seen, and the most scariest was a uh, General Hospital. I can agree with that. Yeah, like the, the <laughs> hair, the, the sexy damn uh, doctors. That was a scary show. <laughs> yeah, because like if you're going to skip school to watch TV, you find out that's what's on TV and not like horror movies and damn good stuff. And you're sitting there like, oh, it's General Hospital. Okay. Well, okay. Days of Our Lives probably was the second scary. No. Days of Our Lives was legit scary. Did you not see the fucking episodes? The whole season where Marlena was possessed by the devil oh yeah that, actually, that series <laughs> there was like demonic years. possession in days of our lives so don't even put rick springfield's baby and days in the same category of soap, of soap operas because none of the other soap operas except for maybe twin peaks which was filed under soap opera Dallas was probably sick, uh, no, no. days of our lives straight up demonic possession demonic possession Demonic possession was show. an issue in a daytime soap. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to watch that. Just well, no, I already show. watched it because that was my best friend's mom's soap. Yeah. All right, that's what we got. All right, people, that was <laughs> tortures. <laughs> that was how we eat cannibals because we're cannibals that eat cannibals, and that's yes. how we roll. But that was our episode. This is episode thirty. Next week, in the past, last week, or sometimes in the future, this will be edited. I'll be at work. I'm going to sit down and have my headphones on and do some editing all day tomorrow. And with a little bit of luck, we'll be able to save this episode from here, from where we recorded. Fingers crossed, people. And we don't lose like an hour of uh, fucking recording. But that's all we got. This has been the Chainsaw Bar. I'm your host, Mike, with... Madeline. Gina. Excellent. And we love you. We thank you for our subscribers. If this gets to YouTube, smash that like button, hit the bell, get notifications. I don't know what that means. Probably notifications because I don't even notify myself. But like and subscribe on the YouTubes. And then wherever you're at, someday I'll probably post on Stitcher because I, I just heard that was a thing. Like my... Uh, 
podcast things on the uh, X Series XM app. They do Stitcher, so I don't know. Maybe I'll look into Stitcher, so maybe we'll open up venue there. But in a few weeks, we'll be talking about like October and early September because Mad Monster is coming back to Charlotte. Full blown meatloaf is going to be there. They got meatloaf. So the loaf is going to be in Charlotte at Mad Monster this year. If you can't get there, we'll watch the meatloaf. We're going to try making it. I'll stay in line. I'm going to stay in line for a couple hours if I have to to get meatloaf to say hi to me and maybe shake his hand or knuckle bump or maybe just look at him behind a plastic glass. And just say, hey, Meatloaf, and him acknowledge that I exist. That's what I'm hoping for. I'll stand in line like you did Bruce Campbell at Mad Monster. I'm just going to call him Loaf. I think that we're, like, I feel like we're close enough. And we're definitely going to have to see about talking to Sergeant Horror. And he's a vegan. He's vegan. Viva Lost Vegan. Wow. Hey, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's very not disgusting because it doesn't involve killing animals and gutting them out and damn frying them up. It's just the irony of the whole thing. His name is Meatloaf, though. Yeah, that is pretty funny as shit. But anyway, that's the loaf. He's in Mad Monster. Look forward to it. Get your tickets. Come to Charlotte because we're going to try making it. I'm going to try making up some damn business cards that we can just throw at people and just say, here, take this. Whether you want or not, look at us up. Look at us. Look at us. We're here. We are the Chainsaw Bar, and we have ghosts, so deal with it. Eventually, we're going to get Clayton back on here, and he'll probably yeah, have nothing to, to say at all. back on there. God dang, I tell you what, man, he's cool as shit. Yeah, he's, just, he's, he's working too much for a vegan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's a vegan. Clayton's a vegan. Holy shit. Oh, God, that's gross. <laughs> So bad. Sorry, our vegan listeners. It's uh, not gross. You know, it's just a little bit damn militaristic for us. No, it is me. if you are, but if you aren't, then you aren't. That's there ain't fun. nothing like better than a bloody steak. Well, that might be true, but I really like vegetables. I'm not gonna lie. No wonder I'm unhealthy. Straight Probably. up, straight up, James got a bunch of mustard coming in. You want some mustard greens, Dad? Mustard greens. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, you well, do. I might bring you some in. Then it, you well, just said I'll you were that. so unhealthy, and all of a sudden you're like, well, mustard greens, well, that's something else. Yeah, but then again, you're, you're usually frying <laughs> yeah, the mustard greens and bacon. The damn thing I did, by God, I make them unhealthy by pouring... Bacon greens? ...drenching them in vinegar. No, oh, that's good, good for, you. for you. That's good for you. It's usually when you fry them up in bacon when grease. When you fry them in bacon grease, however. Uh, that's what like I'm I saying. Do. I'll tell you what. The vinegar uh, might negate that fact. So it may end up just being kind of a little bit. Vinegar on greens. Oh, man. Vinegar on greens. Is there anything like it? I love vinegar so much. Uh, uh, we also got a bunch of uh, a bunch of wild spinach up here in my garden. Oh, yeah. We got to <laughs> let you try that. Like the... the the damn uh, I y'all I the, the I river dam spinach came in surprisingly. I went down to the river last year, and I might have mentioned it at some point. Mm-hmm. And we dug up a bunch of lamb's quarters and planted it in our garden. And of course, you know, it died with the season. But when we tilled up the garden and replanted for this year, all the lamb's quarters all over my fucking garden. It's awesome. I'm like up to my asshole in lamb's quarters. It's Which so is good. my favorite green. My favorite green. Also, known as goose fit or wild spinach. And Mike called it river spinach. River spinach. <laughs> it's so good. It's the best, best green. And yep. you can only forage for it unless 
You're smart like me and think this is a weed. It'll grow where I put it. Yep, it don't will. matter if I turn vegan or whatnot. Hell, I'd be them drowning out with beer. <laughs> God damn it, Jane. Vegan beer. <laughs> vegan beer. <laughs> vegan beer. You're vegan beer. Yes. That's all right. I can't imagine. There are There's no in the too. beer that I'm drinking right now. Unless the fruit fly dove into it. And oh, I guarantee that. I bet it's vegan. Yeah, anyway. All right. <laughs> well, all you got to do is pick it out and squeeze it and say, spit it out, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> spit out, you little fly. Spit the beer out you drink and get out of here. That's my beer. That's my I beer. can't even drink vegan beer without something flying into it. <laughs> Welcome to the South. <laughs> in, the, in the summer. In the summer. It's uh. like... What did what did Tom Robbins say? He was talking about fall in, in Louisiana, but it's the same thing. It's like an obscene phone call from Mitch. <laughs> uh, gross. It is. Ugh. You can almost hear the heavy breathing. Damn it, man. That was a damn great night. Yeah. All right. Any closing thoughts, anybody? Um... Mm-hmm. All right, 120 closing thoughts done. All right, I've been your host. We thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, smash that whatever the hell button. Smash it. Don't press it because that doesn't apparently work according to the internet. Smash it on the YouTubes and wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully on Stitcher in the future, but whatever. We're still broke as shit. Although I think we actually got enough for a pack of gum. So hey, hey. We made a buck. People, Hell, we're trying to damn get to uh, the Stanley Motel so we can go there and do the podcast. Uh, Whoa, uh, there, damn freaking damn money bags. Give us a few years to get to the Stanley Motel. What's that? He wants to go to the Stanley Motel and stay there. Yeah, Stanley Mount Pleasant, Motel. West Virginia. No, no, got a shout out for all the motherfuckers up there. Uh, Gene, Gene. The Overlook? The Overlook is where the filming of... Um, the Shining? The Shining happened. It's called the Overlook Hotel. Isn't it? I think. Either way, we have a picture right there. That's Actually, your what dad you have took. there is a picture of the Timberline Lodge. Oh. Well. Which is one of the um, outs- the, the outside pictures were of Timberline Lodge. And going up the mountain was going up Mount Hood to the Timberline Lodge. There's two different venues that they oh. filmed at. So Timberline is what we got on the wall. Yeah, because that's where I grew up in Oregon. The Timberline Lodge is the one they use. The Overlook Hotel's in Colorado, I think. And that's where Stanley's in. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, Stanley's in uh, Colorado. We've looked it up a million damn times, but what in the hell does Hillbilly's name? I don't know. We were probably looking at the wrong information, but... Whatever. We'll look it up again, yeah, and we'll get this straight away. Sidewinder, Colorado. Because didn't your dad take that picture? My dad took that picture in Oregon. That's the Timberline Lodge. Yes, we have this Hood. black and white photo of the Timberline Lodge Maddie's dad took that is the lodge outside from the movie. Yeah, they used some of the outside shots for that. Yeah, so like the outside shots of the motel, hotel were of the Timberline, whereas... Which is well, a, damn, man. Uh, I learned something new on like, that. Yeah, it's like three different hotels. And you've seen the picture hanging in my dining room, Gene. Yeah. 
But her dad That's was something there most people room. notice in my background. They go, is that the hotel from The Shining? And I'm like, well, in part. In part. But it's also just like the Timberline Lodge where you go, there's like a ski resort up there. Yeah. They said that damn movie saved that damn motel. Or hotel. They said that's what saved it. Well, well they, good. you know, they changed the number, the suite number, to a suite that they didn't actually have at that hotel <laughs> because the people who owned the hotel thought people aren't going to want to stay in that room. And boy, were they wrong. Oh. Boy, were they wrong <laughs> about horror audiences. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a different right. number in the book if you look it that's up. That's the one they want to stay in, man. Hell, shit. Right, right. They, they don't get how horror fans' minds work. It's like, give me the creepy shit. <laughs> give me the room with the ghost in it. I want to be in that room. I want to be in the room with the, 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 the. I want to wake up with a damn with the, grimace on my face and be dead because I was so frightened. It was that good. The creepy old lady in the bathtub. Yes. <laughs> Put me in her room. But with a bottle of champagne. And a bouquet. Mm hmm. We're trying. We never can sign off. We can never show. sign off, people. I, but we're doing it now because, uh, like, that's, that's what we're gonna do because we got in this before an hour twenty-five. Lord willing, and right, hell, I'm getting off here. God dang, I gotta go to sleep. Yeah, I got work. Yeah, it's only ten. It's almost eleven. We're beating the clock, but we'll do the the thing, and then I'm gonna stop and hopefully save it. But jeans don't disappear because you'll still be on. But I'm gonna definitely wrap up the chainsaw bar. We thank you for listening. On three, people. One, two, three. Vroom. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Cord.